I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life Podcast. And we have somebody here today that I've had my eye on for many, many years because I remember when. So we are so excited to have her here. Welcome to Rachel Crow. Thank you. Thank you. And we're also here with Ellie Stagnita, our on-air anchor and our uh, entertainment writer and our silent producer, Nick. So, Rachel, <laughs> you have got a lot of news. You've got a new single, mm-hmm. Up All Night, yep. and you were on a new TV show yeah. called Schooled, which is, it's on ABC, right? Mm-hmm. At 8.30 on Wednesdays? Yep, it sure is. Well, I'm I'm very happy about that. We're going to get you. to hear and see you a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's crazy. I think, um, I don't know, I'm very thankful. I feel like everything sort of happened at the same time. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, because the show just launched in January, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What's your um, character on the show? I, uh, her name is Felicia, mm-hmm. and she is extremely sassy, and she's kind <laughs> of a jerk most of the time. <laughs> um, and she's sort of going through a lot. Her parents got divorced, so she ends up um, going to school where her uncle is the principal. And she, I think she's sort of living with him, and I think... Her mom is sort of dealing with this rebel child. So she sort of said, hey, Uncle John, take her for a while. And so, um, yeah, I go to his school and I sort of raise hell the whole time. (laughs) I sort of just like walk in and stir everything up and then walk out. Um, but everything ends up good in the end every time, obviously. But because you're really, really not cute. a bad kid. No, I'm I'm a great kid, and that's that's the difference between this show and others. I feel like the bad kids are always bad kids, and they mm-hmm. don't ever like dig deep into their home life or what's going on. And the great thing about this is that they, my uncle, he really cares about me and wants me to be great, and he sees my potential and sees that I will be great. So it's sort of I think all of us maneuvering how to um, kindly portray her to be this like great kid who's just acting out right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think everyone's done a really beautiful job. And I've sort of, I love these jobs because I get to play characters for people. You know what I mean? So whatever they think I should be as Felicia, I want to be that for them. I want them to be happy with it. And I think everyone has been so far. And so now this show is interesting because isn't it kind of an outgrowth of the Goldbergs? Yeah. Which is another, whoops, another hit, <laughs> hit show. And uh, and it's got a lot of the same cast. So mm-hmm. who's starring in there with you? Yeah, so it's me, uh, Tim Meadows, Brian Callen, and AJ Mashaka. And then we have a new cast member, Brett Dyer, um, who was on like Jane the Virgin. Mm-hmm. And he is just like the cutest, sweetest person ever. Um, I know a lot of my friends have crushes on him, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I first met him when I did my second episode of the season and um, he's just like so fun and great and he's a great addition to our cast I think. 
Was it hard coming in because at all, it doesn't sound like it because you sound very comfortable with your mm-hmm. role, but because some of the cast members had already been together yeah, that's a good on, on the Goldbergs? Yeah. Um, well, it was, I think it was less difficult because we actually filmed an original pilot for, um, for Schooled in 2017. And oh. it was a whole different concept. And I did it with Brian and Tim. And so we all got to know each other really well for that whole week and the process of like filming and all that stuff. Um, and so when I came back in with them, the only new people to me really were were AJ and Brett. Mm-hmm. And, and AJ, AJ is sort of the central character. Yeah, she's in sort this. of the newest um, like project slash problem <laughs> in, in the series, which I think is hilarious because her character, Lainey, is just so funny and she does such a beautiful job with her. And uh, again, like... Isn't she a... She's a, a new teacher a at new the teacher. school, mm-hmm. but she went to the school. Exactly. And so. she's basically me. Which <laughs> is few, why it's A few okay. years later. Yeah, yeah. She's basically just me all grown up. And that was sort of cute, touchy moment in um, the first episode was that I'm basically you. And so I think I think it makes our characters great and mesh together really well. And also AJ and I just hit it off and became quick friends. And um, so it really wasn't weird coming in. And all, that whole cast is really, really great. And the whole crew is amazing. And they're not like, you know, there are some shows that I've heard horror stories about where they're clicky and people don't really talk mm-hmm. to other people. This is not that. Like everyone's just one big family trying to get this show out and be great. You know what I mean? Were you a Allie and AJ fan originally? Um, I would have fangirled. The <laughs> biggest. Let me tell you a story. I literally, so I found out she was going to be on our show and I was like, ah, right? Like I freaked out because not only when I am I an Allie and AJ fan, they did a short film or a, it was an indie. It wasn't really a short film. It was an indie film that came out only on iTunes called um, something We Paw Way. And nobody knows about this. <laughs> I had followed them on Instagram because I was such a big fan. And I told her, I was like, I watched your film. And she was like, what? And I was like, no, I did. And I loved it. And I just think you guys are great or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, are you kidding me? Like, she was like, I can't believe you watch. Nobody watched that. Like, I can't believe you watched it. I was like, I can show you in my iTunes that I bought this yeah. for you. Because I love this film so You're much. You're one of the, uh, like, 25 people right. that bought it. Literally. And I was like, seriously, like, it's the best. And I love you guys. And so it was really funny. It was like a little bonding moment. She was like, yeah. I can't believe. Like, she was like, what? It's like, I'm crazy. That's like moral story. They also did that great, like, decom movie about um, the, the, the milk m- one. Milk, right. Yes. The, the cows. Yes. Well, you guys are like really into well, cause AJ. Well, because we're 90s, uh, 90s yeah. chicks. Yeah, that was, my, that was my vibe. That whole totally. potential breakup song. You know, uh, there was a lot of jam sessions. My friends still play that song. It's great. Yeah, it's just like a real emo, good. Yeah, totally. Solid. Totally. Yeah. Well, speaking of the 90s, um, I though I don't think it was that long ago, was it? I <laughs> sure remember you from it was the first no. season. Just 2011. Yeah, I was about to say. That was not in the 90s. You're not, you you would have been <laughs> like born one. in 98. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have been tiny. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cute. A little two-year-old. Yeah. On, you were on the first season of American Idol, right? Um, X Factor. X Factor. Mm-hmm. Oh, X Factor. Okay. Yeah. That's I just remember Simon, you know, yep. Simon and you. Yep. And um, I thought the show was so good. I really Dang. enjoyed it. Yeah. And you were on there and you were really young. Mm-hmm. How old were you? I was 13. But And you looked 
But you looked really young. Yeah, like, I still look probably 13. <laughs> <laughs> I still probably look 12. No, it's funny. Like everywhere, like at the airport, they're like, you don't have to take your shoes off. I'm like, yes, I do. You're like, like I'm you want me to take my woman. shoes off. <laughs> you don't know what I'm capable of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't say that at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> and so what? And But the thing is, you did really well in the show. Yeah, thank you. And I think you came in fifth. So you yep. were on the show for a long time. We got to watch you and hear about your family story. Mm-hmm. But then when you got eliminated, you famously collapsed on stage. It was yeah. a very dramatic moment. Very dramatic. Like, what happened I would do there? the same Your thing. mom came rushing up on stage. I'll never forget that. Yeah, um, I think... What people have to remember is it's uh, a reality television show, but it's not always reality. So there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that the general public doesn't really ever get to know because there are contracts and stuff. But all I sort of say is that um, in that moment, I felt that I had lost everything that I wanted. And I was 13. And that's a lot of pressure on a kid. Oh, yeah. And so that moment for me, like, you know, you convince yourself that it's never going to be you going off of the show. You convince yourself, oh, it's never going to be me. Like, I'm going to keep going. I'm, I am talented. I am, you know, beautiful. I can do this. And so when it is you, um, I think the one, I have blood sugar issues. (laughs) (laughs) And two, I think like the overwhelming feeling of I have now lost everything, which wasn't true, but I was a kid and I didn't know any better. Um, I think that's what happened there. You just got completely overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, perspective is it's so hard on like a big you're seeing stage two, like that. You're seeing two minutes of our lives. Right. You know, in this hour long television series once a week and you're thinking, oh, I know these people. I know what's going on every yeah. day. And you don't like there's so much more behind the scenes that happens that nobody talks about that nobody knows about that that, you know, a lot of it isn't great. Like a lot of it is great, but a lot of it isn't. And so Mm -hmm. I think as a kid, that is overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. I even, I um, was talking to Reagan Strange, who was just on The Voice on Team Adam. And there was a whole controversy when she, her eardrum got blown out backstage. And so she had to sit out. Oh my God, I didn't know. Yeah, she had to sit out of the, um, of her performance. And that's when Adam came up and he was like, you know, while this guy got to perform, who was also on his team, he was like, please, I I would encourage you to also vote for Reagan um, because she is really talented and blah, 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 blah. And she got so much hate and like people just came for her and they didn't know that she wasn't supposed to, she had, it happened, you know, Adam had no idea what had happened and all the stuff that you just don't know that goes on behind the scenes. And it's, it's, warped what you see on television versus what's really happening yeah yeah oh my gosh that's awful oh yeah it was awful i, I, I couldn't even imagine and she's uh painful. 13 12 yeah. uh, the internet 14? is a really awful place <laughs> yeah. well, for for kids to live i think right in these days i think that um even 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 i got a lot of hate mm-hmm. for you know like tweets from grown men and women saying you're dramatic and you're oh, terrible and I terrible. hate you like a tantrum. and how dare you right. oh, baby. That's awful. horrible things um, you know and, and it was kind of I felt like like the whole fan base of the show was really divided it was either mm-hmm. like we love you or we hate you yeah. in that time so that was kind of hard to deal with as a kid but at the same time like Instagram didn't exist then or if it did nobody knew about right. it yet no I don't think it existed and yeah and Twitter was the only thing and so I could get away from it because there wasn't me scrolling through feeds and stuff, you know, and I'm very, very fortunate to have the fan base I have today. I rarely get hate. Like I could probably count on on one hand how many times I've gotten hate in the last five years. Mm -hmm. Like I don't get it, Um, which I'm like extremely thankful for because I know 
a lot of close friends of mine that do get it. And it's just like, it's it's sort of like the more followers you get and the more people that know who you are, the more hate you're going to get. And so, right. I think it's you know, that's just what happens. Yeah, it's really awful. So that, that poor girl, yeah. that's awful. But honestly, people, that's the problem too with reality television. They think they know your life. They think they know every little detail of what's happening, but really they're getting literally, mm-hmm. they're getting this much. You know what I mean? Right. Well, the thing is though, <clears throat> when you went on that show, um, you were really, I mean, I think you were one of the first really young contestants and you handled it so well. I mean, look Thank at, you. you performed incredibly well. Your your singing was amazing. Thank and you. you got to be um, the la- into the last five. So mm-hmm. it was a great accomplishment what when you, you thought it was the end but of course it wasn't no, it was now the was was mm-hmm. simon helpful to you and your family in terms of next steps for you <laughs> oh, it's really? hard with those shows. It's hard to get out. It's hard to with those contracts. But Disney reached out to you, right? Uh, Following Disney, Disney did, and Nickelodeon, and I ended up going that way, kind of. Uh-huh. You know, it was like such a whirlwind. But like at that time of my life, I think I had a lot of people being like, "You should do this. You should do this." And we were just sort of like, "Okay." So yeah. we did them, you know. And then uh, as I grew up, I, you know contracts ended and everything and I was like oh great like what am I gonna do now like I can do I can do anything you I can do whatever, whatever I want so then I started I started saying like I don't want to do Disney anymore I don't want to do Nickelodeon like that wasn't my focus and as much as I um respect them both and and love them and I've got to work on some great shows and I got to go on tour with Big Time Rush like fun mm-hmm. things that girls my age at the time would have probably died to do I think most girls would have died to do yeah yeah Yeah. fun great things I think I sort of was like I want to do things that that make a bigger like a bigger difference in the world like I wanted to make films that were controversial and um interesting and I wanted to play characters that weren't necessarily so bubbly and shiny because I wanted to show that I'm not just that Mm -hmm. like I am this bright fun person but I also can not be and can play characters that are you know deep and have have that depth and and um sadness and so we did a film called Deidre and Lainey rob a train sorry what is that (laughs) it's say that again yeah Deidre and Lainey rob a train so it's it's like this long title that nobody that everybody's like what um but it was netflix film one of their first original films and um i got to play this sort of she was cute but she was this depressed um kid whose mom goes to jail and like the tones of it were actually really sad even though we tried to make it a little bit lighter so kids could watch it and feel like they connected to it but um i really loved that and i felt like i got to you know be something that nobody knew I could be. And it went to Sundance and um, the Hollywood Reporter said that my performance was like compelling and it was this whole moment for me where I was like, awesome. Like, I feel like I, I can do you this. Broke you, know? you yeah. broke out. You broke out of what people what thought. What people thought that, I was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then even School came along and the character is different than anyone I've played. And she's, you know, sassy and like grumpy. And I think it's funny, you know. I, I think those are fun characters to play because I get to do something that's not who I am, you know. Well, listen, it's also a big, it's a big um, adult TV network too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ABC, you graduated out of out of the kids' networks. Yeah. And now you're also working very hard on your music, mm-hmm. and you've got a new song, yes, uh, and video for, and it's called "Up All Night." Yes. So tell us what's that all about? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I wrote it about a guy because I'm 21. And I'm emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm emotional. Um, yeah, I, I sort of had this 
fling with this person and it was sort of this off on situation and it was this thing where like I spent a solid like two three weeks just like hanging out with him every day and FaceTiming him all night every night and was and, this like, like you you live in LA so did he live in yeah, LA yeah so he lived in LA and I ended up having was he in the business yes he's in the business <laughs> um and I ended up coming here for some press and he was here at the same time and so he came with me um I have like a little dragonfly tattoo for my grandpa and so he came with me um to get it and like we just had like a fun time and then it like went away and I was like what is this I was like no 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 no. what do you mean it went away it just like Like stopped yeah just not even fizzled it just like abruptly was like all right uh, and it wasn't on his on his part or both both okay like we just sort of got busy and then it stopped and so I was like okay well obviously this wasn't meant to be anything more than this but then six months later my friend threw a party and uh, I went I don't go to parties but I went first (laughs) of course is what happens and so I go and uh, they're like he's coming and I was like he is coming yeah I was like no he cannot (laughs) not not. I didn't invite him you why did you they were like no he's like near us and my friend um is zach saying so like he, oh yeah yeah so he's like really famous and has his radio show so he knows everybody so right. he's like oh no no like i invited him it's fine i was like no no no, zach like you don't understand like it's not fine and so everybody was like it'll be fine it'll be fine so he walks in and i'm like stressed i'm like what's gonna happen you know what i mean i'm stressed like, right I'm now like, yeah I'm like, I'm like oh my gosh so he walks in and it was like nothing changed it just picked right back up and i was like no like I don't understand, right? right? And so, like, I ended up, I never stay out late. And I'm, like, I was, I was like, 19. And uh, I ended up, I was almost 20, I think. And I ended up, like, staying out to, like, 3 a.m. And, like, just, like, hang out with him on, like, the rooftop and, like, doing cute things. And, like, it was just fun. And then the next day, it was, like, a couple texts and then it was over again. Wow. And I was, so like, no. what is it that no! he, does he just stop returning the texts? No, it's, like, we both just sort of, like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Like separate, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's like the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Like an it was amicable just sort of, separation. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, this was meant to be this and now it's over. But, and, but it sounds like you're part of that too. Yeah, I was. And I, I think what happened was uh, I went through a really bad breakup that year. Um, and it was like my first real relationship and I was really sad cause it just ended really poorly. Um, and he was, he just ended up being a real jerk. And so I think I sort of ran into this other guy's arms, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I really like you. And he was a little younger than me and just like the cutest thing ever and just like adorable. And I wanted, I wanted somebody that wasn't as heavy and, and that didn't make me feel bad for being younger than them. I'm like, you're dating me. This is my ex relationship. Like he was like, I was dating him and he was like, everything was like, well, you're younger than me. So this is why this. And I was like, no, you're dating me. Wait, wait, wait a second. The ex was younger than you? No, the ex was was older older. than me. Oh, okay. And so this new guy was like younger than me and he was just like by a year and he was fun and sweet and nice to me. And I hadn't really felt that. And so I was like, 
I like you, right? I'm going to hang out with you. And so after everything sort of happened, I was in the studio literally the next day because it was already scheduled. And um, I was like, this is what we're writing about. And so this song was originally just like therapy. Like it was just to get it out of my chest, like that I really liked him. um, And then he was so cute and it was a story. So it went from like, nice to meet you to good to see you again in the Mm -hmm. verses. And the whole middle ground was like, I don't even know what keeps you up all night because it's me. You know what I mean? Like we FaceTime. Like I know you think about me, like even though we're not together and we were never really together. Um, And then, yeah, so that's what I wrote it about. Wow. Because it's this whole big story that I feel like people can sort of relate to. But at the same time, it's personal to me because there are little details in it that I feel like he's definitely heard now and been like, oh my God, this song's about me. Has I, I was about him. to say, like, yeah. has he, have you spoken to him? Yeah, I've spoken okay. to him. I speak to him a lot, actually. Let's oh, call him so, right now. So, no, I'm just so it's right not, now. so it's not really over. You're still in touch now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it wasn't a thing where we just like stopped talking because we didn't want to talk to each other. Like I still will text him every once in a while and check on him. He is the most like, and I will always say this about him. He is the most genuinely sweet, kind, wonderful person. And I think that I needed to just spend time with him to heal. And I think yeah. whatever whatever people hear of the song, it's open to interpretation of what they think happens in the story or what they think it means. But like, I kissed him once and that was everything. Like mm-hmm. that was it. That's all. We just spent time. And that was why it was and how was the me. kiss? Oh, Adorable. <laughs> Very cute. Like, yeah, we kissed one time. Like, it wasn't like people like to think whatever they want to think about what the right, song's of about, course. you know what I mean? But I was like, no, like, seriously, like, it wasn't about that. Like, it was about me just spending good quality time with somebody that made me feel, like, happy. You know what I mean? I like that you said how that it kind of – you maybe needed him to just heal from mm-hmm. your past. I just somebody to, to hold sh- my hand and, like, hug me sometimes. Right, you know? and be like – I am worthy of love. Like that's what it, that's what sounds like what it was, and yeah. like that's necessary too. Yeah, I should probably do that. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> no, let's talk after this. <laughs> I got some stories for you. Oh, so he I, knows the song is about him. I assume I haven't told him, but I've done a lot of sorry. I've done a lot of interviews. Um, and like talked about the tattoo and stuff, so I'm sure he knows now. Did Bang Bang do your tattoo? No. Did I? Oh. Uh, well, I did it with Michelle Santana, who now works at Bang Bang. Okay. But she was at West 4 with John Boy for like uh. ever. And now John Boy's at Bang Bang. Yeah. So they're all there. So they're all there. So they're it was all Bang there. Bang. Yeah, technically. <laughs> technically, yes. And so what in terms of, well, that's really interesting that you wrote the song. Do you write a lot of your music? I write all of my music. Oh, yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you work? Like, how does that happen? Yeah, well, this basically happened was I sort of um, jotted down little details of what had happened and what I knew I wanted to write about. And then um, my best friend, her name's Emlyn. She's this incredible writer. And my manager actually manages her too. So it's perfect. And so I write most of my stuff with her. um, And basically it started with her saying, okay, I have witnessed this situation from the outside Mm -hmm. looking in. And now, and you're in it. And so we have two different perspectives. So now I want you to talk me through it from beginning to end, kind of how I just talked you guys through it. And so we'll do that and she'll write everything I say. And then I will bring in what I've already written and then we'll just sort of collaborate and stick it all together. So mm-hmm. like and what about the m- music part? Mm-hmm. So I worked on it with um, it was her a writer, another writer named Sam Fisher, who's really incredible and does a lot of like 
really great songs. Um, and then this guy named E-Man, who is like one of my best friends and I look up to him like a dad, like he's the best guy and he is this amazing music producer. And he has this way of like hearing my vision, if that hmm. makes sense. Like I feel like he really understands what I'm talking about when I say, oh, I want this to be here and I want it to sound like this. Like I'm my manager always yells at me. He's like, you are a producer, but I'm really not. Like, I can't push the buttons. I don't really mm -hmm. understand how Pro Tools works at all. But what I do do is sit right next to the producer and point and show him what I want to put where. Mm -hmm. So I guess that sort of counts. Mm -hmm. But we just, it's all very collaborative. I think, um, and there's no right or wrong way, but I think a lot of artists are like, I did this and they did this and he did this and then it happened. Versus when we're working, like it's an all together process because I am a firm believer that everybody's opinion and everything each person in the room brings to the table is important mm -hmm. and it makes the song better. Like, I don't get, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried about percentages or cuts or all that. Like, I'm just really focused you leave on that to making the, manager. the music. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make music and great music. And I felt like I made this song and I wasn't really expecting anyone to think it was so great. Like, I was just sort of was like, I love this. Like, this made me happy. And when my label heard it and my manager heard it, they were like, wow, like, we need to put this out. This is so good. And so. Do you, and do you have a YouTube channel? Yeah, I do. So mm -hmm. uh, is your video up there now? Yep. My so video people is on can YouTube. see it. And yep. Yeah, I'm very proud of that video. I wrote the video, too. Oh, my gosh. So I'm very, like, I have a very specific vision, and I'm very lucky that I have a record label that cares about that and wants me to be creative and, and show people what I want because mm -hmm. I know a lot of um, labels that sort of take over their artists' right. careers. We've and heard that. Yeah, show a, them We what hear that all the time, like really famous people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like, you need to do this, you need to do that, and I am not, I don't, play that way mm -hmm. I'm like I want to do it my way and I feel like because of that I'm better for it and the people around me are proud because they love they love what I've done like they love seeing the outcome you have a lot of confidence for um, somebody who is still very young you're I was thinking the same thing yeah, you're 21 you. and you're in a very tough industry I mean listen most 21 year olds are just in their last year of college maybe yeah and trying to figure out what they want to do with their career and you've already had a long career of starting with X Factor <laughs> and uh, you've been working all this time like yeah. what do you say to um, other young people like what made you know what you wanted to, to do with your life at such a young age and what advice would you give to other young people in trying to figure out yeah, that's a what great they question. should do. Um, I think when I was very young, I saw the TV and I saw girls on TV and I was like, oh, my gosh, nobody looks like me, which mm -hmm. was crazy. I was like, nobody looks like me here. Nobody looks like me in my town because I'm adopted. Like nobody looks like me in my family. And, um, and you're never, from Colorado, right? Yes. And I never felt different ever. Like I never felt bad for it. I was just like, oh, like it was just an observation. Like nobody looks like me. So I thought like, well, I want to do it because I want to look like me on there. And I was tiny. Like I was two or three. And um, I mean, I could 
talk and do my colors and read books by one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I was this like really um, intelligent kid. And my mom was just sort of like, what are, What do we do with that? <laughs> right. Like what, what, you're crazy. Like what yeah. do we do with you? And so um, as I got older, I just sort of kept bugging her. Like mom, I want to do the talent show. Mom, I want to get a karaoke machine. So my grandparents bought me one and I would go wow, to their house. that's amazing. Yeah, and I would go to their house and just sing karaoke um, and like little things. And then uh, I did a talent show when I was like six or seven and I just kept doing little things and going around to like little fairs and doing their talent shows and winning them and so finally I was 10 um, and I was getting bullied in school um, not just for my skin color but because I was I was chunky to the other kids or my lips were bigger than the other kids or I was weird because I sang and like to dance or like you know what I mean Mm. whatever it was and so I was really bummed because I was getting bullied pretty hard and so I came home one day and was like mom I don't think I'm gonna make it if I if I don't get out of here I really want to go to California I was like I just want to try it so and how old were you then I was 10 and I think very young for some reason she was just like yeah sure yeah so I was like great that's not a Uh normal reaction no 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 reaction be like "Mm -hmm, when you're 18 have fun exactly she's an incredible mom and so I did that and uh the rest is kind of history i you know, went out there for a couple of years and then X Factor commercial came on and went and did that. But I think my advice to young kids is if in your heart you have the drive and passion for something, don't let anybody push that down. My mom didn't. My dad didn't. Um, my family tried. You know what I mean? Like my dad even. I guess he kind of did because he tried to be like, that's crazy. Like, what do you think is going to happen if you take her to California? Like, it's literally 1% of people make it in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? That's Mm. a crazy amount of people. That's teeny tiny. And I think the fact that my mom was so adamant to do it scared him. I think he was like, you're going to just set her up for disappointment. Like, she's not going to have success, blah, blah, blah. So that when we did, he was just shocked and apologetic and you know which was this after the after the x factor or even before that this was after x factor yeah because that was you know what i quickly in 2011 became one of the most famous people for that time in the world like i couldn't leave my home like people were they knew me because not just because of the show but because of the way i went off the show Mm -hmm. and they wanted to know what i was doing then and so um yeah, I think my advice is just like don't let anybody push you down or tell you that you can't do something because you can do anything you put your mind to. There is no like there's nothing that is impossible for you to be able to do in your life. Um, and I feel like I am the living, breathing proof of that. I mm-hmm. think that I came from really hard circumstances like, you know, I'm adopted and um, the way that I was found before I was adopted was not the best. And I had a lot of trauma, just a lot of trauma and how old were you things. when you were found? I was three months old. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had been like I had been beaten, and I've had like I had a lot of bad things happen when I was that age, and which is a lot for any baby. And yes. you know, and then I become this like this little singing, dancing, reading machine, and my mom was like, "Whoa, like, right? Like I just I don't know what I did, but I gave you the right juice or something." Yeah, you know. <laughs> So well, clearly they gave you great support because mm-hmm. yes, as as we said, you're very confident and you're very um you you seem happy in yourself. Yeah, I'm very happy in myself. Uh I think every day is a struggle. I think we all go through it as as ladies and as anybody actually, as humans, we just go through it sometimes. But I feel like in general I'm really happy with my life and proud of what I've done and 
I just want to keep doing it. Now, you said when, when we were talking just before we started that you are very politically aware and your sister yeah, is. I try to be. And that you caucused for Bernie <laughs> Sanders. Do you yeah. have any plans for leading up to the 2020 election to get involved? Uh, I love Bernie. I think he's wonderful. And I would love to support him. Um, I think I have an opportunity to meet him very soon. So that would oh, be really? insane. I would, I would be very excited. What, what excites you about Bernie? I just think... Um, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. He stands for human rights, basic human rights. Um, he actually posted something that just basically was like, we deserve free education and we deserve free health care and we just deserve to be happy as a country and happy in ourselves. And I, he was like, if that makes me radical, then I guess I am. And I liked that because I, I really agree with that. I don't think that sounds crazy to me. And I feel like, you know, um, there are a lot of people that are like, that sounds insane. Like we don't need that. We need structure. It's like, I feel like that is structure. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like that is as humans, that is what we deserve and, and what we should be able to have and I think he stands for equality and you know he adopted his kids and I think that's cool mm. um, yeah I just think he's a really wonderful person mm. well listen if he's you know gets the nomination and becomes our president you can sing at the inauguration oh, yeah. that's right <laughs> universe. you will sing I'm putting it out there Maria. Yes. sing at the inauguration you'll that's sing. what I want sing at the DNC that would be pretty cool yeah. we'll be well, like, we, we know will her be, yes we will be watching <laughs> don't forget us then oh my yeah. gosh never <laughs> yeah Never. Well, listen, you've got so much going on. You must keep in touch with us and come back when you have to. more new news. And so everybody, check out uh, Rachel Crow's new song, Up All Night, and her new video. And tune in every Wednesday night to Schooled on ABC at 8.30. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, Rachel. Thanks for coming, Thank Rachel. you for having me. This was so fun. My first podcast. Woo! Woo! Thank you. Thank you.